Let me just tell you, boys. It's great. Oh, please, Dave. Tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained him. He's playing footy. He's trained. It's damaging, Jeeves. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back in the Castaway studio to preview the big qualifying final against the D's Friday night at the G and everything else Sydney Swans. Now I am joined live on the line, not in studio, by Madison Clark, um, slightly under the weather, but we're nursing him back to health for Friday. How are you, Mads? Well, it's just important to to make sure we 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 come good at the right time, uh, Debel, as our as our great football club has uh, has done this year, and I'm going to do the same. So I'm ready and rearing for the qualifying final. So I thought, just uh, play it safe. But me not being in there Mate, has it- meant. What, what, someone else is in there, David. That is absolutely true, Mads. And you know, you know, people missing out. You know that presents opportunity and we have the great pl- we we have the great pleasure of having returning True Bloods veteran co-founder Tommy Flanagan in the studio with us tonight. How are you Flanners? G'day boys. It's good to be back. <laughs> so good to have you here Flanners. It's been a while in between drinks mate. It's uh how's it feel to be back in the studio? You you look good with the headphones on mate. It's uh going well. How are you? Mate, I'm very happy to be here. The Swannies are going very nicely at the moment. It's great to see your head again and it's good to hear Mads' voice once more. It's yeah, it's been too long since I've been on one of these shows. So 100% yeah. Lovely my, to be here. My head is looking good mate. I'm a good looking fella and <laughs> still single too, ladies, so slide into those DMs. He's, um, really, he's really got the Patrick Cripps hairstyle going as well, so just slide into those DMs, ladies. Doing a fair bit, but uh, boys, it's a dead set massive opportunity. This is the, the, word, the word that comes into my mind this year, and I sp- said it last week, last year was a lost opportunity, that game against GWS. It stung me. It really stung me. But, geez, we've really built nicely into this season. We've finished third on the ladder. We have the double chance, and we play Melbourne in a qualifying final. How good is it to be back in this situation as a free club? Steve, it's it's simply a scenario where we've done the hard yards, we've come good at the right time, we've gotten rid of the inconsistencies in our game, we were screaming for it. And they and they fixed it up. And now, I mean, we've we've got to put this into perspective, right? We're playing the premiers from 2021. All the pressure's on them. This is a complete free hit at f- the Melbourne Football Club on their home deck. It's perfect. Yeah, it, it does. It couldn't line up any better for us, really. It's we're, we've peaked at the right season. We're very fit on paper. We've we've talked about that a fair bit this year, uh, Mads keeping everyone on field. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's bloody exciting. And we've just, we talk about these uh, natural um, events that can happen, Mads, big bodies of water forming. Yeah, large sort of tectonic plate. Tectonic sort of plate shifting. movement, yeah. exactly right. Tsunami effect. And and that is how the Swannies have bloody built into this year, Flanners. Like, it, like you sort of look at the game, you know, up until the bye, 
so many inconsistencies in our game, going missing for quarters, you know, playing these really poor patches of footy. I can't remember the time, last time, we demanded four quarters out of the boys because the last two months of footy has been sensational. We've won seven games and, and we're just consistent, mate, and we're building at the right time of year. Well, just the level of improvement from so many blokes compared to last year or last time I was on the show, for example, you look at the young crop. We knew that they were coming, but gee, have they come. They've been unbelievable this year. They've turned into some of them absolute superstars and some of them well on their way uh, to becoming that. And, and even even guys um, that were depth players last year and maybe some guys that I question whether they should be in the 22 have gone to another level as well and they've become are you talking um, about Dylan, Tommy? Yeah, there's there's one that uh, that I was preferring. <laughs> Nearly to your man, isn't he, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, he, Dylan he is Stevens. now. He is now. I absolutely love what he's doing at the moment. And same with Ryan Clark and Robbie Fox. And um, the guys have just gone to another level, whether they were uh, depth players or role players, they, they've gone up another notch. And then the, the guys who were building into stars have turned into stars. And the guys who were building into superstars Ooh. have become superstars. Finance, you make a great point there because, as we all know, it's your bottom six that win flags. Yeah, right? definitely. And and that is the key component of our season is is buy in and and a consistent effort across the board. That's that's I think that's what set us apart um, and and made everything taken away the issues of sort of mid season is that everybody you, you have a role you execute. And everybody gives 110%. And so all you really need to do is keep doing that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Dave. Yeah, no, exactly right, Mads. But the, the key point I take away from that little discussion you boys just had is the improvement from the bottom six is drastic. It's it's Dylan Stevens having 15, 20 a week and, and consistent output once he's been given the opportunity. It's Robbie Fox coming in. Doesn't and, get beaten. And, and absolutely dominating. Like, <laughs> like He hasn't put a foot wrong, mate. I can't remember nah. like the, the last mistake he made. He, he's so confident with the ball. He made Makes great decisions and takes care of it, uh, you know, a forward as well. You were talking about inconsistencies early in the, in the year. I think it coincides with when Ryan Clark came into the team, where everything sort of, all those inconsistencies just went out the wheel. They water. did. You're and probably right. He's been phenomenal as well in his role and playing multiple roles. Every time he's given a job, he just executes perfectly. Nah, hundred percent. You you talk pure facts there, Flan, and just it, just rolling back to Robbie Fox though. Yeah. He's the he's such a good defender because he can play on a small, he can play on a tall. He's that perfect he's size. Tank. Yeah, it's fantastic. But back to our, our run, and there were inconsistencies, but the inconsistencies probably ended at, at that. The Essendon game was a big hiccup. Yeah. But since then, it's been great win after great win. Came out the following night, uh, the following week, and belted the Bulldogs by nine goals. Well, that well that was the game plan where Mads and I we put manifestation into yep. full effect. <laughs> That's right. That, where, that Mads and I knew. Like, uh, look, I don't, yeah. I don't put my hand up and say I'm the smartest bloke in the room very often. But I, I don't think any any one of us would, Dave. No, but, no, but but we just knew Mads that we well, had to no win doubt. that game. 
Like there was yep. no doubt, and we had to do everything that we could. So we put it out to the, you know, those big powerful energies out in that wilderness flat, and and that's what started getting the ball rolling. So we're we're taking full credit for it, aren't we, Matt? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's not credit to the boys. It's credit to us. Credit credit to True Bloods HQ. But you, you're right. That's where it started, and then you know it's followed with what seven consecutive wins after that for eight in a row. You it's, go to the dock, Dockers over in Perth, and you roll them on their deck, and they were going well at that point in time. They just beat Melbourne a couple of weeks earlier yeah. at the G. They were, you know, the the talked about team at the time in, in mainstream media that, you know, they might be a contender this year. We went over there and just took care of them. They didn't look like getting over the line against us. Yeah, and it, it, you, we talk about these previous games because it it's where we've executed something different against Frio. We can do it multiple ways, Flanners. We, we can go fast. We can lock down. We can execute by foot. And that's what makes a dangerous team in finals time, not to mention that we have the best forward pressure in the comp. That, I'll, that's... Tell you, I'll tell you what, boys, though. That that Fremantle game gave me... I, I, would, I would say it's, it's my second favourite win of the season. And to your point, Deeps, it gave me confidence that there were plenty of ways to skin a cat in that we can, we can beat you different ways, you know, that we... Planners, when we used to, when we were doing it back in 2018, we'd, we'd scream for a plan B, and that showed that it's it's always there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Credit to Horse, it's been a very adaptable unit this year. They've been able to, if if Buddy hasn't fired or hasn't played, they've been able to get the most out of our other tools. Amadi's played roles, Logan's played roles, Reedy's been unbelievable. Oh, the this Renaissance, year. it's uh, rejuvenated. <laughs> Sam Reedy's the man of the pod. He's not the whipping boy anymore. He is true bloods. Like it, yep. well, the way he has come back to life. That that's another part that's just rejuvenated and absolutely, you know, set us apart in the competition. Paps and Wilbur and Haynes has to be the most dangerous small forward trio going around. I wouldn't. I could can't think of another well, one. We we refer to it as the Hydra. <laughs> so you cut the head off one, Flanners, and another one just pops up. It's fantastic stuff. And then when, when they do uh, get locked down for, for periods of time, you get goals out of the midfield from Warner and Errol and um, the likes of Mills, and they, they, pop, they pop, he pops up as well and, and kicks a snag here and there when required. Uh, Rowie, I Rowie. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you've been listening, but Errol is my favourite player by far. Yeah, 100% Mads. I, I think the the time that wait was it against the was it against Carlton when we when we got done and Errol wheeled out of the pack and hit Heaney or was that the boot or was yeah, it no, the or it was, was it, we were there it was we there. there what about that dagger yeah. from the boundary against the D's oh so good and runners it, runners <laughs> I made enemies I was in standing room room in the MCC. I, ju- I jumped out and faced all the Melbourne supporters. They, it was similar to the Carlton game, Debs. They, they wanted to absolutely throttle me, but that that goal was one of my favourites I've ever seen live. Was that was that the the third letter of apology you had to write for the year in the MCC, Mats? <laughs> Been a few of them this year, hasn't there? Luckily, luckily the one will remain the one, I believe. I've, I got a I got a funny story about that night too. Actually, when we rolled the D's. So I wasn't able to be there. I was up in Byron Bay for a wedding the following day. And you know, Reedy just tore the head off that game. He did. Absolutely he ripped just them Just not expecting one. to at all. Uh, yeah. And, and just, you know, the next day I had that wedding 
and everyone's talking about oh, how beautiful was the ceremony and how nice is this venue and how lovely is the food and it's so good to see everyone and I'm just banging on about Reedy and by the end of the <laughs> night everyone's like Sam shut Rick. up planners we don't want to hear about Reedy we're here for the wedding <laughs> <laughs> no it's so good it's so good but these are all the different weapons um, to you know how we can get it done against the days on the weekend but we might just jump across into the AFLW boys. Yes. Now, now we, we we probably wanted to, you know, contribute to an AFLW podcast in some capacity, but Mads and I just don't quite have the, the ability to do it ourselves. But, like, while we're on air, you know, covering the men's game, we will give them a little bit of air time. Now, Flanners, you've taken a few notes there on how they went. Um, I think they went down to the Saints by five goals or something. But from what all accounts that I've heard we were really competitive and it's a great first showing from you know a young side coming together for the first time yeah it's the first time we've ever been able to you know put a 22 together and play in a competitive game in the AFLW season against teams that have already been there for years and years and it was a beautiful day it looks sensational there North Sydney Oval I think how good is that oval that oval is so good man and I reckon when Beck Privatelli booted our first goal in the history magical moment the emotion in that crowd at North Sydney was something that they probably haven't seen at that ground and that roar that huge roar from the red and white faithful was probably the loudest noise ever made in that ground You, you have domestic cricket there yeah. there might have been a couple of international games but that roar from the Swans faithful uh, and and the the most memberships in AFL now, any now that, AFLW that's club that's a stat to touch on Flanners he's that's an unbelievable effort by the club and by you know that probably the majority of Sydney you know getting behind the girls and you know the seven odd thousand memberships I think in the AFLW so that's an amazing stat and just shows that that's, that's huge. That's, First year. They're huge numbers. Yeah, that's going to really help um, the girls' game grow and, you know, give it some light in Sydney for sure. And there's already some cult heroes emerging. Uh, Cynthia Hamilton, who wore the red and white helmet, uh, I think during the week before the first game, there was a video of a young fan who was wearing her uh, helmet and she was saying, when I grow up, I want to be like Cynthia Hamilton. After the game, it was great to see Cynthia go up to that young fan on the boundary line and give her her helmet. Um, so she's going to be a bit of a cult, cult hero. How good that? And I'll, just, I'll just chuck in now. I'm pretty sure one of the, one of the avid followers um, of True Bloods, Big Zaino, Zaino Art, actually did a, uh, a bit of a drawing of Cynthia. It came up fantastic, but that, that's so good to hear that as well, Flanners. So shout out to you, Zaino. Zaino Art on Instagram, isn't it, Dave? It is, absolutely. Yeah. He's big on your Twitters he as well. He does great work, Zaino. <laughs> Big on your Twitters as well, Mads. Um, so, yeah, nah, shout out Zaino when he does some great work. And, uh, yeah, the, the girls. Have you got much else to add on the girls? Yeah, I, well, I've got a yep. question. Was it was it Montana Ham who got injured? Yeah, the number one draft pick. She hurt her knee, but it was confirmed that there was – it's not an anterior No, cushion, e- which no ACL. Yeah, beautiful. No, we love to hear it. But, um, you know, it's, it's a good start for the girls, isn't it? Being, being competitive, I think you compare it to – uh, you know, some past years when um, not there, there were a couple of new teams that were introduced and they just sort of got flogged every week and, and didn't show heaps. So it was so good to see the girls compete, uh, you know, in their first game. Yeah, one that I really liked was Sophia Hurley, 18-year-old out of Caulfield Grammar School. Oh, uh, shout uh, out. Who, who, uh, CGS wearing, represent. Wearing the number 25 and she's pretty slight, but I've watched her going into tackle. She's She looks like she's going to be yep. a tackling machine hard at Mate, it. Mate, they all, they all go so hard. It's 
it's one thing you can't question about him is how you they cannot question it. Hundred percent. They they tackle as hard as the boys do. There's there's no doubt. But yeah, good good first showing from the girls. And the next game is against Collingwood at Vic Park this Sunday, one ten p.m. So get down there. The Melbourne Swanies faithful. Get down to Vic Park and support our girls. Hundred percent. Oh, we might have to might have to do that actually. Hundred. I think we might have to buy a membership too on behalf of uh, True Bloods Mads. We'll have to put that the wheels into motion with that as well. I good think call. this week. Good call. Definitely, we'll get those numbers up. And what what other news do we have in Swanee's world, boys? Well, now, I wanted to ask a question. Go okay? on. Now, I have seen I've seen the vision of Peter Adams, right? And I want yes. to touch on yeah. this because it's been a point of contention. Yeah, boys, tell me tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm the idiot here. <laughs> but it just looked like a bump to me, wasn't it? Yeah, but he has come out with concussion. Oh, was, that was, okay. Yeah. okay. But I, I, I okay. agree, and that's a sort of that's how it got spoken about. And on SEN yesterday was I oh, did Taj Wawoden or whatever get concussed, and there wasn't like a. I think it was more post game. There was a bit of concussion I, there. I didn't. I didn't hear of any of that. That's that's news to me. Yeah, exactly. If, right. If you got concussion, that's different. But it didn't. It, it seemed like. He, I was watching the game, and it seemed like he was he was pissed off, and he took it out on Taj Woden. It was. But, it, it I was... mean, boys, but boys for mine, for, for yours, Matt. I I don't I don't I don't mind that. Like people are calling him to be delisted. I've always loved. I've loved Zach Jones. I loved Barry Hall. Because you need a bit of that mongrel in it. Now, I know it's not ideal. You don't want to get suspended for four weeks when you're the backup Ruckman to uh, to Tom Hickey and we're about to enter a very, very important final series. But, boys, this conjecture around him getting delisted, uh, we knew what we were getting when we got him. We knew he had that, that streak in him. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous to, to call for his head over, over that. Do- Delisted, absolutely not. You love seeing intensity from your big ruckman and and uh, going in hard at the contest. However, for mine, for yours, Tommy, for yours. <laughs> that was as crude and dopey as anything I've seen. For yeah, mine. look, I would compare it to now, Mads. I know we've both whacked this guy, and it's a way to channel your aggression. Is Sam yes. Wicks? He's done. He did it a few times earlier in the year. Gave away fifty meters, that type of thing. Laddams yep. has ran straight past the player out of bounds and it caught him high. Like, if you get him in the body and he's not concussed, yeah, it's maybe a week or two. It's a pretty average act. Outside um, of the field of play, right next yeah, to the that, that's, that, that's, that's the, the killer. That's, that, the that's the killer, running straight past the ball, clear, yeah, in, he... clear intent to cause damage. Like, that's what he's trying to do. Um, it, yeah. it's, it's not a good look, and he needs to be able to channel his aggression in a... In a a lot better way. And look, you may get away. Oh, I agree. You may get away with it if it, if it's a if it's a KO game. It's not getting watched by many, but it's it's on Channel Seven. Yeah, but when, we have, feature when, game. when the player comes out with concussion, it's four weeks down to three. Um, he's probably got his fair fair dues. Yeah, I, I think if he wasn't concussed, I think it's probably three down to two. But you're you're absolutely yeah. right. He needs to channel the aggression, and it needs to be effective aggression, right? I, I don't think anyone's disputing that. But I mean, we 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 need we need a bit of that grunt, right? Yeah. And and this is the thing: we've got a history of you know, buddy. Ray Shaw was rolling around with Alan Didak in in 
cars at bloody 2am, right? We, we fixed fixed him right up. We can fix Peter Adams up. Yeah. It's, it's just it's a little bit too early to be writing him off. It yeah, is, it's it not is. a throw a baby out with the bathwater. No, you know, he's, a good, yeah. he's a good player and we've recruited him for a reason. And he when he's played well this year in the ones, he's provided something really important for us. So it's absolutely not a... Uh, get rid of him no, sort of de- thing. It's definitely just a, not, something to learn from. Definitely not. But th- this is the thing that hurts him is that it's the second incident yeah. this year. Yeah. The the one against Port was real average, hitting one of his best mates in the guts. Like, yeah, that, was, soft, that was dumb. Soft as stupid. And this is the, the sort time, of on, on, the, on the same line. It's just stupid. And the timing of it's horrific it, as well. Shocking. Yeah. He, the, he could have an important um, part to play and he, he's probably not going to be there. So yeah. um, that's that incident. Done, boys. Um, well, on a more positive, positive note, note what, have, what have you what have you got for me, Flan? Uh, it's great to see Millsy and Haynes getting selected in the All Australians. Yeah, great reward for consistent years. Um, with Haynes, we've been calling for it for seven, eight years now. We all knew he was All Australian, you know, class. We're, there was no doubt about that. But he started the year like a house on fire. First five or six weeks, he was in the top five players in the comp um, conversation. He had that little lull for, I reckon, would have been three or four weeks, probably didn't have the output. We know for a a fact he probably had some things going on in the personal life, um, Tommy, but he he turned that around and his last five or six weeks have been dead set huge and, um, yeah, really good reward for effort. And with Millsy, he's the best two-way mid in the comp. We've been saying it all year. Um, and they've just been rewarded. What are your thoughts on those two boys, Mats? You said it all, Debs. At the end of the day, Mills is undeniably the best two-way mid in the comp. And it's great that he's gotten his just rewards. And Haynes, and see, so this is the thing about Haynes, Debs. This is a guy we know that he is nowhere near his ceiling. Of potential. Nowhere near it. He's nowhere near it. And so for him to, the, the, the knock on Haynes has always been, he's been almost there, but, you know, he's had something come up. He's had an injury or something like that that just stilts his consistency, right? But I think, like you posted, uh, I think today, Deeds, He's primed for a, an unbelievable final series, and, and I think he's he's ready to go, boys. We're we're, we're about to we're about to see full Heaney. And gee, he he often has a good night against the D's. Takes a mark of the year, or or uh, bobs up and kicks a couple of goals. I can't wait to Correct. see him in this final. Well, this he, he's final. just so hard to match up on him. Like who goes to him? He can jump on whoever's head. He can hit the ground running. He's he's the best left foot set shot snap in the league, Tommy. And he's just got so many weapons. He's strong. He tackles, takes big grabs, kicks goals. And very, very, very good set shot from within 30 metres. Like him and Luke Parker is who I want the the ball in the hands of. He's so, got he's got the flash and he's got the X factor and the pizzazz and he does all those those wonderful um, spectacular things. But he's just one of the best in the comp at doing the basics, executing the basics. He is unbelievable with as you said uh, the, his snap on goal. He's unstoppable. Um, just being clean around the ball, you know, it's just a prerequisite for, for being a star. He, he's as clean as anyone in the comp when he's on. 
uh, like you said, he's him in the contest, in the air, or at ground level. He's become a harder-nosed player this year, and he's progressively over the last couple of years, each year he's improved in that area of his game, and he's just ready to explode, as you noted on the Instagram yeah, mate, post. He's gonna he's gonna rip the head off a final. I'm telling you right now, boys, not later. I'm telling you right bloody now, <laughs> he's gonna rip the heads off head off a final, and and with more positive news on. Callum Mills, boys, he has won the Carey Bunton Medal, which is awarded by the New Bang. South Wales Australian Footy History Society for the best player from New South Wales in the AFL season. Yes, Millsy. Another, uh, just a little bit of reward, a bit of mainstream media for a Swans player. Who would have thought, boys? He, he finished Perish second last year in that award? Second, yeah. Second, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, you yeah. bang on. Um, but, yeah, some, uh, that, some really positive um, and just recognition for those two boys. And a bit more recognition, the 22 under 22 was named and yep. we had T-Mac, Lizard and the Chad all named in that team well, as Now well. there's one missing there, Flanners, who I think was a bit stiff. Yeah, yeah, Mad's your man. Oh, yeah. so, so stiff. Yeah, I'm, so stiff. Yeah, and the one thing I would say with that side, it's a pure popularity contest. <laughs> like yeah, that, that, is, that is voted by the people, I'm pretty sure. So he's a bit stiff, but um, Blakey's gone to another level this year. This year. Um, but played a bit of a, a different role in the second half, there's no doubt. Um, but the Chad, how good was that? Uh, I just hit, you know what keeps... When I go to sleep at night, boys, you know what comes into my head? <laughs> Chad Warner bursting from contest and kicking from 70. And, and I sleep Sorry. so well. I sleep so I was, well. Um, I was texting a client today. and um, we, <laughs> what, was we're, he, Would we're, that be for a, a big four non-disclosed bank, Matt? Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to disclose the bank. It, <laughs> it, is, it is for, for a, uh, what, what you would call one of the big four banks. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... I hear, I was texting him and we're working through a transaction at the moment, and he said, "Look, this will this will keep you focused." And he just sent me a video of the game against St Kilda where Chad just burst on the wing and kicked a goal from outside fifty. I said, "Thanks for coming. He's an absolute weapon." Yeah, it's it's massive. The the Chad could really do some damage in September. There's not too many who can go with him, and he's going to going to demand attention, isn't he? Like, you've you got to pay attention well, to Chad Warner. He, he, can, he can burn you. They haven't, they haven't really paid much attention to him thus far. No, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a couple of tags. It we, hasn't really been effective, yeah, though. Yeah, what, he got one after the scandal. Who did we play after the scandal? Collingwood. Colling, no. Yeah. Nah, Collingwood was... I think he did get a bit of a tag that day, and there was another one. Um, and he, he dealt with the tag quite well. I think he had 10 in the first quarter. So he's capable of beating it as well, which but is a good sign. This year, I know I know Petrarca was unbelievable last year, had an amazing final series. Uh, Shea Bolton's been really good this year. Dustin Martin a couple of years ago. But right now, is there a more explosive midfielder in the game? I don't Chad? think so. There's no one doing it as consistent as him. Bursting from contest and getting shots at goal, like he's done it ten plus times this year. It's huge for sure. Yep. And Enough. what else have we got, Flanners, to discuss all things Swanee? There's a couple of retirements during the week. There are a couple of retirements. Your your man, the chief. Yep. What a servant for our club. For some hard years that we went through when we were down the bottom of the ladder, finishing bottom four, sinkers rocked up put his body on the line and, and executed a lot of the time. Um, well, what do you've got to say about your mate Sinkers? Yeah, a bit emotional about this one because he is, he is a great mate of mine, has been 
since I was a young man. Uh, he's just such a hearty competitor. He just gave it every drop that he had for us in the ruck. After Tippett finished up, Nankervis got traded, Naismith got injured. He rucked solo for us against all the best big men in the comp for three years. At one stage, probably during 2018, he was in the top couple in the comp. And then he's probably cooked his legs a bit doing that. And it would have been nice if he had had some support so he could have spent a bit more time forward, which was where he was um, naturally equipped. Well, he holds some record, doesn't he, for the most contested grabs in a, in a game? Yeah, that game against St Kilda. Before Naismith got injured, the, Naismith got injured the week after that when we played Hawthorne. Um, things McAvoy went into his, his ribs and Naismith was out for the rest of the year. But before... Um, before Naismith got injured in that following game, he kicked the bag of five against the Saints, had the most contested marks ever in a game at that point in time in 2017. And that was the last time he ever played a full game in the forward half for us in the seniors. Flanners, I I remember... So when we started the pod, I used to um, occasionally drive you home from Brunswick at bloody 10.30 at night. And occasionally you'd tell me, tell me stories about thinkers and you know a lot of people don't know that the man is not a ruckman he's a forward yeah. so for the amount of time he spent and and what really sticks out in my mind is 2020 where he did you know the lion's share and was was just battles and and the the amount of sacrifice he made to to do that and to his body which realistically has probably shortened his career it really speaks to the character of the man, would that be fair to say? A hundred percent, mate. So much guts and determination to get that out of himself and reinvent himself. He missed multiple drafts, had to go to the waffle to try and get himself drafted, had to turn himself into a ruckman in the waffle to, to get on the West Coast list and get picked up. I've just got so much admiration for him from where he came from when he was just, you know, a, a string bean uh, forward that got dropped from the Caulfield first 18 <laughs> um, when we were playing school 40. And, and then turned himself into, at one stage, one of the elite AFL rucks of the competition and carved out over 100 games, 118 games. Um, he's just been marvellous. And he's given us some great moments too. I remember the game against Carlton where he kicked three and took some big grabs and at uh, three-quarter time, all the, all the uh, Carlton boys were getting into him. There was the, you know, of course, the game he kicked five against the Saints, uh, the, the final against Essendon where he, he, he kicked three. Um yeah, he's been, what was it, four in that final? Three or four in that final? It was, yeah, it was um, impressive in that game. And a few others as well. The game down in Geelong um, when uh, we were down by three goals at three-quarter time and we kicked seven goals in the last quarter. Him and Kennedy combined for clearance yeah, after clearance did, did and we destroyed him. He, major he got, ruck work, yeah. He did, did some, had yeah had a hand in some great wins for us and, yeah, just got a lot of admiration for him and um, so proud of him for what he's been able to do in his career and love the bloke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think all, all blood supporters, you know, watch us throughout those years, um, take their hat off to Sinkers and thank him for his service. And another one we talk about is Colin O'Reardon um, yep. as well, which is a bit surprising, but I think that hip, is it a hip injury? Yeah, yeah. Um, must be a lot worse and pretty debilitating to, um, you know, call quits on his career. When he sort of started to show a bit, he played that game um, against Melbourne, think got injured and then came, played the next week and, and was quite good. Um, you know, put in to, together a two or week, uh, two or three week period where he's played some good footy and showed a bit and sort of was probably playing the Robbie Fox role uh, and, and was doing a, a great job. So, you know, it's a bit of a surprise, I think, but, um, you know, he, he's done some good things for the Bloods, Colin. 
Yeah, it's quite sad to see him bow out at 26 with that hip injury. He'd, start, he'd started to really become a reliable lockdown small defender and gave us a bit of dash off half back. And that's something. Yeah, that Irish flair, and for sure. He's such a determined player, did all the right things at trainings and pre-seasons to keep improving every year and become an AFL standard defender. And he, I think he'd finally got to that point and he was looking comfortable every time he'd, he'd got a call up this year. But yeah, that, that hip injuries um clearly as you just noted much worse than we probably thought yeah for sure thoughts on uh big cole mads i i just he looks like the sort of i mean look we didn't we didn't get to see a great deal of him um unfortunately but he just looked like the sort of guy that would you know plug any hole in the in the comp we could we were always we were always very confident when colin o'reardon was an in you know, yeah. I never had any issue with Colin O'Reardon getting selected. You knew um, he, he definitely had the work ethic uh, required to, to sort of play Blood's footy right. Well, so I'm, I'm sad to see him go. Often filled an important void for us that we've been looking for since Nick Smith retired. Really, yeah, I was about small to say, he, he, was, he was a smooch, you know, sort of um, replacement, you know, in a way, or could have been. Um, because, yeah, that, that that was very hard to replace. Yeah, 100%. But, boys, we've been uh, pretty comprehensive there for having uh, no game to review this week. We've gone 33 minutes of Swanee's Mad, so there's some good footy content in there, mate. But we will be back right after this break, and yeah, we've got to keep a roof over our heads, Mad, so we will uh, hear from our sponsors. <laughs> Welcome back to True Bloods. Jeez, it's good to have you back in here, Flanners. You, <laughs> you've just, it, yeah, the the seat is moulded for you, mate. You've really just worked back in, into it. You wouldn't know you haven't done a pod for a couple of years, mate. You slotted in nicely, mate. I'm really enjoying it. It's a, it's a great time of year to be a Swannies fan. I've picked the right time to come back to the oh, studio. How good is it? How good is it? Like, yeah, during, like mid year, there were concerns. It's like going missing for those patches of footy. It was something I haven't come across. And where I remember discussing with Mads, it would be like, it's not the same as last year. We're not like playing electric footy like we were last year. The improvement's probably not linear. Uh, but then, like, we've just ironed out the kinks and we've just gone from strength to strength. There's been a few hiccups along the way, but you think about... You need them, though, Tommy. You bit, need them. You, yeah, you, sometimes you need to have a loss, and we, we've had those throughout the year, but we've ticked all the big boxes, you know. You beat Geelong, you beat Melbourne, we've beaten Richmond, you, you know, knocked off all, all the... You've beaten Collingwood, that was a massive win. Yeah. Beaten Fremantle over there. All, all the sides that are contending, we've, um, we've taken care of them. We have, mate. Yeah. And we love that. And you know what else we love, Tommy? Bit of social engagement. A little bit of social <laughs> engagement. Jeez, we love it. And people come through on the socials with their voice notes and they respond to Ask the Faithful and all that type of stuff. And the, the voice first voice note comes from Big Ryan. Rhino. Big Ryan Petrozivics. And and I've absolutely made a meal of that. You're gonna he said I got it wrong last week as well. So you're going to have to send through how we say it, Ryan. But here we, here we go, mate. Here we go. All right, boys. The week has started. Finals week has started. Oh, God. The heart is racing and it's a Monday night. Seriously, the nerves don't stop. Right, got a few things. Can I just say, before finals start, this potty has been absolutely rocketing. Like, I love it. Every week, just flat out, swans, bloods, the social segment is bumping, as always. Right. Deebs and Mads. Last week, I was on the potty. Thank you. 
last name was a bit wrong, but I'm going <laughs> to let it slide go. because you two and Noah are fucking legends. So I am going to say very confident for Friday night. Although <clears throat> Melbourne are fucking strong. So uh, I believe we can do it. I honestly believe we can do it. And uh, whatever happens this finals campaign... He's got a, He's added a, a second note here. Here we go. Yeah, sorry. Got cut off there. But what I want to say is just one more thing. So proud of the boys this year. Honestly, it doesn't matter what happens. Obviously it does. But, oh God, just love the Swannies, don't you? Anyway, have a good week, boys. Get ready for Friday. It's going to be a fucking big game. Up the Swannies, up the potty, up the faithful. Fucking come on, lads. Let's go. Also, shout out to Ruth from Caulfield for uh, delaying her op. Honestly, that is the fucking bloods supporters we need. Anyway, see you, boys. Oh, that's so good, isn't it? Did you see that post that from Ruthie? That is so cool. Ruth from Caulfield. <laughs> Ruthie from Caulfield. Now, Ryan, I'm going to pick you up there. You've got to say where you're from now on. So, yeah, it's like, I'm Ryan from wherever. So, I'm Ryan from Collingwood or whatever. Um, so, that that's the new requirement for... Collingwood, ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice, is it? <laughs> right, the next one comes from Big Carl. Here we go. G'day, True Bloods. Carlin Mogger here. I just wanted to take a moment just to make note, make acknowledgement of the Sydney Swans playing their first game in the AFL Women's on Saturday. Great effort they put in too. I thought they really showed up for their first game. We're competitive. Played some really, really good quality Bloods footy in patches. Plenty of work to do, plenty of upside, but I really look, look forward to seeing the women's team putting some wins on the board this year. I think they're definitely capable from what they showed on Saturday night. Won't that be but as for the game this weekend, it's very, very exciting. I'm actually going to be heading down to the Big Smoke. I'll have my hoodie on. I look forward to seeing some of the faithful at the game. Up the bloods, up the potty. Yeah, good on you, Carl. It cut off, almost cut off Carl at halfway through. But how good will that be when the women's team does register their first win? 100%. Especially in front of, if it's in front of that home crowd in North Sydney. It'll just be a brilliant moment Yeah, it finally does happen. 100%. It's not too far away by the... By the way, the girls went on the weekend for a first hit out, but we've got big Jono D Donato, my cousin. This is Flanners, so here we go. Big Jono. Bloods, I would only assume that you are all well with footy back on the TV this Friday night and the Swannies centre stage at the G. In response to the social question, I think I'm throwing probably... I might, I might just uh, stop it there, and we probably should mention the social, the social question, question yeah, which is... Uh, Pretty important to do, uh, Tommy, but we went with hashtag ask the faithful. Doesn't it feel good to be back in a qualifying final with the destiny well and truly in our own hands? It's crunch time. We need players to step up. We love parties here at True Bloods HQ. If you had an invitation for the final series, who are you inviting? Who's stepping up? Who's ripping their head off a final to win it for us? Best answers to be featured on the potty. Come on, Bloods, let's go. And we'll get back into Jono's voice note. Of the biggest invites of the year to Isaac Heaney. It's been spoken about by the boys on the pod that we know he's just ready to absolutely erupt like some natural occurrence of a moving body of water, a tsunami. They, Melbourne talk about Viney, they talk about Petrarca, they talk about Oliver. 
all these contested balls, but I think Heaney trumps them all. I would love to see him go out, kick five goals, have 25 touches, and absolutely just rip the head off the game and get the the win for the Swannies. Might I add, with the AFLW starting last weekend, I absolutely loved seeing our boys standing on the sidelines cheering on the women. Doesn't that just define Blood's culture and what our football club as a whole is about? Boys, I can't wait for, for Friday night. Up the bloods and up the potty. Yeah, good on you, Jono. Good stuff from you there, mate. And great, he just touched on uh, the the boys standing on the sidelines for for the girls' game. And I heard, I think it was Millsy on the Sunday Footy Show, uh, saying it's great to have a team to support again. Yeah, you know, when you're a kid, you're a supporter and you go up following a team. But then when you start playing, you know, you're in the team, so you you know, you're not really supporting, supporting. the team. You're playing. In it's the a good team. point, isn't it? So the players have, have loved um, having the women's team come come along so they can support them. Definitely, mate. Definitely. We've got Mitchie Charles here. Now, that's footy, footy finds. Jump on there for all your your vintage footy clothing, footy.finds on Instagram. But here we have Mitchie Charles. Lads, faithful. Um, it's like Christmas is coming this week. I can't wait for Friday night. I'm really excited. I um, think we've got a huge chance. And um, as the media has been saying, um, the winner of this should have um, one foot in the granny. So, yeah, I'm really pumped. Um, my invite this week goes to the big Budwar. I think he really needed to prove all the... There's still these doubters around. I think he needs to really prove it with a big performance. I'm calling five goal haul from the big Budwar. And in defence, um, my invite to the party goes to Blakey. Early in the year, he was providing that run. His role has changed a little bit, but I think um, we can really slice and dice... Um, through Melbourne's zone and I think the way we're going to do that is with some nice run and carry from Blakey and also maybe uh, a little invite to Oflo. I think he can carve it up as well. Love to see is down there on Friday. Hope- Keen to see the faithful get along. Last time we played Melbourne we um, outnumbered our fans so Hopefully, there's plenty of red and white. Um, can have a beer with all your lads and the true bloods and the faithful. Um, so, yeah, can't wait, boys. Let's go. Yeah, we'll definitely be going for a beer before we'll announce that in uh, the preview segment three. Tommy? just want to touch on one thing he said. How pathetic were the Melbourne faithful that, that night? night? They did not rock up at all. It was oh, yeah, all that, red and white. And now they'll rock up. Oh, we're in a qualifying yeah, final. We yeah. haven't seen our team, you know, succeed in Melbourne. They don't deserve to win after a showing like that back in round 12. Yeah, that was a disgrace. 100%. Whack for the Melbourne crowd. <laughs> like, seriously, that's my whack. Well, I see, this is, the, this is the thing, Flanners. I hate every single other supporter base. There is not one piece of me that enjoys another team going well. It's pure Bloods footy. The Blood supporters are going to rock up in their droves, as they always do, and we're going to take it up to these blokes from, you know, the the inner Melbourne CBD, who probably won't even be there because it's nice cold weather still, Flanners, and they got their early ticket up at Buller and Hotham. So they're probably not even going to be there again. Even with their team in the final and reigning premiers, they're all going to be up at Buller and Hotham eating cheese. <laughs> with their cheese boards, exactly right. Now we've got Ook here as well. Hi, it's Ook from Eltham. Ook from Eltham. Two weeks. Jeez, it's a long time. Bring on Friday. Uh, quick whack of the week for Peter Laddams. What an absolute tool he is. Backup Ruckman for Hick, who's had an injury plague season on the eve of finals. He's a huge chance of getting a game in a big final, a prelim or a grand final or something. He goes and irons out a guy behind play in the VFL, ending his season. And uh, it's just so not what we're about. He's just going to really struggle for 
a long time to get the respect back of the team and be back in favour with the coaches. And, oh, what an absolute douche. Anyway... (laughs) Come on, you Swannies. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Good on you, Ook. Yeah, we've, we've done the Peter Adams thing pretty thorough. But we've got Georgie Molnar, who's a, a big contributor of the show, Flanners. So we'll jump into Georgie. Georgie. Here we go. Much to talk about, boys. No game last week, other than the VFL. But other than that, be quiet. Um, what I'd like to talk about is the AFL draft this year. And what I think we need. I still think we need a tall defender. Not, I think, more mobile than Paddy and Tommy. Tommy, you're big, slow, chunky boys. And not very mobile. So I want to get a mobile tall forward. And I think a contested, a midfielder that's good at winning the contested ball. And I think an actual small forward. Like draft a small forward. Not like a midfielder that you're going to put forward. An actual small forward. What do you think of that, boys? He's just got a little one here. I forgot I had to say what suburb I live in to get on the potty. So, up oh, Nunawadding. Yeah. <laughs> Georgie boy from Nunawadding. But yeah, he makes some good points there. It's yeah, I think he's talking about a big key back who's relatively mobile. We had Jordan Dawson and Aaliyah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's I think we more need like a, a Big, because there's some big forwards getting around these days, and you you need the um is it Ben Mackay? Yeah, he's handy. North Melbourne. Yeah, that's the type of size that Sam you DeConig need. Yes, exactly right. That's that's the Ilka player, um, and they, unfortunately they don't grow on trees. They're they're hard to find, Flanners. I was happy with Papley as an elite small forward though. He, he, he is playing a bit more midfield time these days, but I think we do have him on the list with you know Ronk, and yep. then we know Wixie can do it when he's in some form. Clarky's done it a couple. Clarky, times this year. you know, he's probably not as explosive not as uh, as those guys, but yeah, there's definitely not um, your natural X factor small forward, but a good pressure small. Hundred percent. There, there's no doubt, but yeah, there's. It's an interesting discussion from Georgie, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, no, plenty of options at the draft, and yeah, we'll be looking at a few Yeah, of we always options. tend to, we always draft well, but be, I think we might, because we're in that window now, Flanners, we may even reintroduce ourselves into the trade table as well. We haven't, so you know, we picked up Laddams, you know, got rid of Alir, got rid of Dawson. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. Good, good discussion, that. But we've got James Sawyer, first-time contributor to the show. Here we go, Flanners. Let's go, Jimmy. How's it going, Faithful? James from Sydney here. In response to the Ask the Faithful question, for mine, lads... For yours. I'm inviting accurate goal-kicking to the party as this can set us up strongly against teams like Melbourne. I think guys like Chad and Errol need to rip in and be dominant in the midfield with some damaging scoreboard impact in these finals. Let's go all the way, blooders. Up the potty. Jeez, we love a little bit of scoreboard impact, don't we, Tommy? We do. And I love the, the nickname, blooders. The blooders. It goes all right, to, doesn't it? starting to crop up. A few variations. And now I've got to make my way over onto the Facebooks, Tommy, because we're on your Facebooks, we're on your Instagrams, we're on your Twitters, and we're on your TikToks these days. I don't know if you saw the uh, little uh, collaboration I did on the TikTok, a bit of oh, day in the life. Did, and, and also saw the Dan Hannabury tribute, which I'll just touch on quickly. It's, Hannah's, I haven't got to speak about him, but gee, I loved Hannah's. Oh, yeah, 100%. No, he, he, we gave him some airtime, but um, yeah, definitely you haven't had your shot. But we've got a few voices over here on the Facebook uh 
Tommy, and we're going to go with Wazza Brown. Here we go, once it loads up. Lads and faithful, trust you are well. Faithful, I hope you haven't gone too hard on the manifestation in the last week, and you have plenty in the tank to give this week. I guess that's why the VFL result was an ordinary one. All the manifesting energy focused on the seniors. Boys, after re-watching the D's game from round 12, for mine... For yours! There are a few keys to winning the game, and Mads touched on them in last week's episode. Did I not? We must take our opportunity and start well. Cast your mind back to the first quarter round 12. Dees kicks 5-1, we kick 1-5. Not a start I want to give up in a qualifier to any team. Tackle pressure and presence must be on. For mine, I want to see a lift in the forward 50 tackles. I'll be backing Rowie, Parks and Buddy to be leading that. Adaptation of our gameplay throughout the game. Not waiting to a break to change up our style when something's not working. Run and gun when it's on and control movement by foot when we can't easily access the corridor. And finally, the individual second and third efforts around the contest will be the difference. If we can win two to three contests in a row or even break even, we'll be in a prime position to get to the party. Up the manifestation, up the potty and up the bloods. Yeah, good on you, Wazza. You make some good points there, which we'll probably dive a little bit deeper into um, in the preview, Tommy. But yeah, the the forward pressure, that's probably what set us apart, um, you know, throughout this season, I think, especially these last seven weeks, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, forward 50 tackles and and just turning over the ball inside the forward half has been really impressive in this second half of the year. And um, that contest, a contest that he spoke about, just um, that's something that I think Jimmy Rowbottom has been really impressive at this year. Hasn't he gone to a new level? We'll we'll touch on all the boys in the the preview for sure. But we've got Saundo, the ever-reliable Saundo. Saundo. Here we go. True bloods, faithful, assume you're all well. We're well, mate. Aside from the case of finals fever we all would have woken up with this morning. Look, just to get the negative stuff out of the way first, because this Pete Laddams thing has been talked about to death. So, just to summarise my thoughts, look, obviously we don't want to stand for that as a club, but some of the overreactions we've seen are just bizarre. Delist him? (laughs) If we were to delist him after about nine months of him being at the club, that basically says to him, look, you're a lost cause. We don't think you can be changed. Considering we're a club that gets hailed for that culture, the Bloods, doing that to him would go against everything we stand for. It's going to be a process with him. He's grown up in Port Adelaide. It's a tough part of town. And with the right people around him, he can turn it around. It'll be fine, true Bloods and faithful. But enough of that. The good stuff is going to happen on Friday night, finals footy. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I wish I could be there in Melbourne. I tried moving heaven and earth to get there. Couldn't happen, but that's all right. I'm sure I'll be getting down there at some point soon in the finals, especially if we go deep. I'm excited and I'm confident that we can pump the demons this week. Up the Swannies. Yeah, good on you, Saundo. Love a bit of Saundo. One of the OGs. Yeah, the OGs. He's very good. And we got Scalesy here. Load up scalesies. Let's go. Boys, faithful. All right, the excitement's definitely building in Melbourne at the moment. You can definitely feel it walking around the streets. Anyway, congrats to uh, Heens and Millsy, the Rolls-Royce, for their All-Australian um, award and getting in there. And it's just uh, it's interesting, you know, the club's been 40 years in Sydney now, and it's sort of taken 40 years to get two absolute guns into the, the All-Australian team for New South Wales. Congrats to the boys anyway. For mine, boys, for, for mine, listen, I reckon... 
playing at the MCG, this is a blessing in disguise. I know the faithful probably wanted the game in Sydney, but MCG, Friday night, 80,000, playing the Ds, who we've actually won, I think off the top of my head, two of the last three times we've actually beaten them. Mate, I'm, I'm real confident going into this game. Like, I'm really backing the boys and horse to get the job done. Anyway, um, might see a couple of you down the, uh, the Union House before the game. Anyway, up the potty, up the bloods. Yeah, huge there from Scalesy. Uh, yeah, good fella, Scalesy. But, um, yeah, look, Mads and I have been saying it all year. Our best is the best, Tommy. Like, yep. if we if we come to play, we beat anyone on their day. Very yep. confident. They, they, I, I share the same confidence as Scalesy, yeah, for if, sure. If all cogs are firing, we're going to be bloody hard to stop. You'd have to, you'd have to have a night and a half if you're Petrarca and Oliver and Viney if you're going to get over the bloods at their best. 100%, mate. And we got uh, Matty Donnelly. Here we go. G'day, boys. Assuming you are well, all done for the bye week. Took myself out to Casey Fields. Watched that not great performance, especially from Peter Adams. God, what are we going to do with this kid? Sort your sort shit out, mate. Club need to pull his head in. Yeah, not good. But, uh, yep, saw the women's game. That was good. Good to see the faithful get out to North Sydney Oval and pack it out. Eight, eight and a half, twelve, eight and a half thousand, something like that. Fantastic to see. But we turn our attention to Friday night footy this week. Uh, the red and white are taking over Union House. That's going to be great fun there. Cannot wait to get involved there and make our way down to the MCG. Really fancy our chances. We match up pretty well. We know that. We know that now. Uh, yeah, really keen for this. We're, we are we are so close. Lid is, lid is off if we can get the chockies this week. We are absolutely cherry ripe. But, yeah, we are we're buzzing for this. 100%. But, Good on you, Matty. Um, he's uh, organised a table there for us at Union House, and we'll touch on that a little bit more in the preview, Tommy. Feeling for Pete a little bit. He's, 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 cop- he's, he's copping it. He's copping it. <laughs> yeah, poor Pete. It's not ideal, but, uh, yeah, look, it is what it is, as they yeah. say, funners sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now we got Tommy T. Horse Sutton, and... Uh, it's normally a bit of a language warning sometimes <laughs> with uh, Big T Horse, but here we go. Lads, faithful, trust you all well. How shit is the buy around? It's just such a build up for such a flat week. No decent sport on telly. Pretty rough. Um, quietly confident, but still shitting myself. It's always nervous going into finals. Um, whack of the week, though, is definitely Peter Laddams, man. <laughs> 60 points down in the fourth quarter, poleaxes some poor kid. Who's already out? He's been offered three weeks. Be very surprised if they don't take it. But there goes his finals campaign essentially. So, um, yeah, just poor decision to make in a VFL game when you're trying to get back in the ones. Um, up this one, he's up the potty. Big Friday night. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Tommy. What are your thoughts on. Um the pre finals buy? Oh, I'm not a big fan of it, Neither. to be honest, because I don't. I... I like that the top four gets an advantage yeah. with having that week off. If whereas, they win the prelim, yeah. Or, or, or you win the qualifier and you yeah. get the week oh, sorry, off. The go, quali, sorry, the quali. Sorry, if you win the quali. Prelim. Yes, exactly. Yep. But that advantage is somewhat diminished, I feel, by 100%. the, the one game finals in, by. You play one game in a month. 28 so. days or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what makes sense to me is no buy then, 
by before the grand final. You know, that, that builds yeah. the grand final. Another week, you know, like they're saying for the final series, or it builds up the hype for the final series, build up the hype for a grand final. Well, just throw another buy in the regular season. Make, make the first buy around yep. eight and the second buy around 15. Yeah, wouldn't mind that either, 100%. But we got Hopsy here, good fella Hopsy. Here we go. G'day, True Buds Faithful. Tops here. Oh, how good is that Ask the Faithful? For mine, boys. For yours, yes, Hopsy. for mine. <laughs> Tom Hickey is going to have a massive September. Yes. There's a party on the hill. Tom, I need you to pull those socks up. That's Let it. your hair down. You take Max Gorn out of the contest Friday, and I'll tell you what, we're going to go a long way to winning this flag. Tom, you are our messiah. We need you to win contest after contest. It is going to be massive. Come on, boys. Up the Swannies. Up the potty. Yeah, good on your Hopsy. I'm right on that from Hopsy. Yeah. Hick needs to have the biggest month of his career. 100%. You just got to equalise Gorn, man. And I'm sure we're not going to kick to Gorn at the contest. Um, We will jump into more of that type of stuff. But yeah, huge invitation to the Hick. Yeah. No doubt. We got Ethan Romerill. Here we go. Hey, True Bloods. Ethan here. Just wanted to say that I reckon this has been the longest week and a half in my life. I have been so ramped up for this game. I'm so excited. And there's still only three nights to go. I hate this pre-finals buy. It really just adds to the expectation, though, I guess. Oh, well, I hope we play well on Friday night and we can get the double chance and, yeah, Ghost ones, I guess. Yeah, sorry to steal a little bit of Ethan's thunder there um, with the question before, but, yeah, we're, we're not a fan, mate, but... um. Yeah, hopefully there's some change in that uh, in the coming weeks or coming years, I should say. Um, big, oh, sorry, the Flanners, he's got his hand up here and he's got, he's got his own whack of the week. What do you got here, Flan? I've got my own whack of the week. I just wanted to throw this in <laughs> while we're doing the social seg. Yeah. My whack of the week goes to the All-Australian Selection Committee and Bernie Vince and Ben Dixon on bounce for their Golden Fist segment. <laughs> just have a look at this Golden Fist leaderboard. You've got... Tom Stewart, Jack Sinclair, Stephen May, Sam DeConig, Hayden Young, Zach Tui, Heath Chapman, Jacob Weedery, Jordan Dawson. Where are our McCartans? Where are the McCartan Where's boys? Where's our McCartans? Oh, I think it's staggering, staggering that <laughs> Tom McCartans missed the 40-man squad. They snubbed him last year. They've done it again this year. And it's even more of a snub, Paddy missing the 22. There's only three games I can think of that the boys didn't dominate. Nick Larkey had a career day in a game that lacked the high pressure that we normally bring, which didn't really favour um, the McCartan boys. The Carlton game where Charlie Kernow ran right, had a nine-goal um, second quarter that they got taken care of. And the last round, Max King got on top in that first half. Yeah. But other than those three games, they have absolutely monstered everyone this year. Well, but they've taken 120 intercept marks between oh, them. Keep going, Tommy's players. fourth in the comp for one percenters and fifth for spoils. <laughs> Paddy's second in the comp for intercept marks and fourth for general intercepts. <laughs> I am staggered that the Golden Fist, Bernie Vincent, Ben Dixon have not got them somehow more than four votes this year. How, how is how is Heath Chapman on four votes oh my God. ahead of both McCartan brothers? And the All-Australian Selection Committee can go get stuff. <laughs> True Bloods faithful. Is that the whack of the year? Is that the whack of the year? That's very good from you, you Tommy. <laughs> it is just staggering that our boys aren't in there. And I think Staggered. Staggered. Like, um, Tommy... 
uh, Paddy McCartan was the second best intercept player in the league. Doesn't get a look in in the squad. Um, and, and look, I, I don't think Tommy's probably had the fourth you know, in the comp for one percenters and fifth in the comp for spoils. He's been unbelievable. <laughs> he's, Tom. Been, he's been all right. He's definitely been way more than serviceable. But um, yeah, that's a fantastic whack from you, uh, Tommy, and that's his. Uh, some higher quality footy content, mate. <laughs> Love to hear it. Good to have you back in here, bringing your best. That's uh, sensational from you, mate. But we've got Connell for Healy here, or for Harley. We met him down the other week. Boys, mate, I'm that keen for Friday night. Um, for mine, it's it's got to be Millsy that stands up. He's just a he's just bloods. You know what I mean? He's just bloods culture. He's going to stand up in finals. If he goes to Clayton Oliver this week, as some people have been expecting, um, he'll still collect his own uh, 2025 uh, and maybe a sneaky goal. So that's my prediction for the week. Um, Won't be making it to the game. I'll be watching with my dear mother who who won't be able to attend the game, but um, up the potty. Connell from Connell Boys. Connell Feely as well, boys, Feely. just for the there pronunciation. I know you've struggled with that a little bit, so no <laughs> need to play this one, but Feely. <laughs> nah, we needed to play that because I hate butchering names, but I'm, I'm very prone to it, Tommy. <laughs> and That's a good one from Connell, though. Millsy to rip up Friday night. Yeah, 100%. That, that'd be good, but that just about wraps up the socials, Tommy. It's uh, been, no, You know what? We might actually jump. You jump onto the Facebook um, and I'll jump onto the Instagram and we'll read out a few of the comments um, that like are it. on the social question because some people put some absolute quality comments on there. It's not necessarily a voice note, so it's always good um, to read some out. And I'm going to go with inspired underscore landscapes. Now, these these guys do some sensational gardens, mate. So jump on. If you need any landscaping work, give those guys a look. Um, they're, they're based in Melbourne, so hit them up. Uh, but he says, I'm thinking Will Haywood has been a, had a great year as a role player, very tough matchup, hardly loses a one-on-one contest, and ready to shine for mine, for yours. Ready to shine, indeed. Um, Who have you got there, Tommy? I don't know if this one will come come to fruition, but I don't, I don't mind it. It's giving give me a little bit You've got to put it out there. Tom the EC universe. has said, Ben Ronk to kick seven as a medical sub. <laughs> uh, but honestly, for mine, we win this game in the centre. Tom Hickey to outplay Gorn and get a couple of score involvements. Up the bloods, up the potty. Yeah, very good there. And I've got Ted Mackey, who says, Blakey and the McCartan brothers to cause major headaches in capitals. Uh, Christian Smith says, Papley for mine. He is capable of the big being the big match winner for us in the tight situations. And doesn't he just love a little bit of scoreboard impact? Well, we love a little bit of scoreboard impact. And Jake Jack Cooper 5 says the Chad is going to go berserk. A couple of trademark long-range goals bursting out of contest would be lovely. One more. I like this one because I was yep. just talking about him. Ryan Perry says, for mine, I'm inviting Tom McCartan. He'll take the big scalp and keep old mate Ben Sideshow Bob Brown to donuts. Yes, we love to hear it. But great work on the socials, as usual, True Bloods. Um, bumper seg as always. And we will be back back with Madison Clark as well for the preview Ooh. for the Melbourne Ooh. Demons qualifying final at the MCG Friday Ooh. night, 7.50. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will, True Come Bloods. On. Let's go. Come on, Bloods. Come on. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Deeps? I love the Swannies. Oh, so do I. You know what I hate, Mads? What do you hate? It's how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it just kill you? 
Now, Faithful, I need you to jump on your socials. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So jump on there and give us a follow. If you listen on Spotify, follow and rate five stars. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars and leave us a glowing review. The Faithful support is what makes this potty what it is. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies. Welcome back to True Bloods, the preview Ooh. for the qualifying final, the Sydney Swans versus Melbourne Demons. Here we go. 7.50 MCG. Now, if that doesn't make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or a little bit of blood in regions, I don't know I don't know what will, Faithful. I'm sorry to the female listen, listeners out there, but that's just how passionate I feel about this stuff. <laughs> Good start. Oh, but geez, it's dead set massive, boys. Now, going off uh, the game against the Saints, I don't think there's any changes to this side, is there? Team does not change, Deeble. <laughs> that would be insanity. Yeah, there, there's no changes. Perhaps he's going to be back from the concussion protocols. I can't see there being any changes for mine, boys. Yeah, absolutely not. For yours. For yours. Exactly right. Now, Absolutely not. Where where do we even start, boys? There's a lot to. You'd probably start with the number one, Chadwick Warner. Oh, yeah. what what can he do? Um, it's been a massive season in the in the All Australian 40, 44, which it was. So um, he'll be in that second team. There's no doubt about that. And it's the improvement from this kid and the consistency in a in a player that has what's he got? Forty games. Something like that, under forty games, and to get this consistency in his game, it's is uh, is another player who could really do some damage in this uh, finals campaign, the, boys. Debo, it's the it's the fifteen meter burst for mine that is just unstoppable. Yeah, for yours, Mads, it's that for first five, ten, fifteen meters, isn't it? Bursts away um, from contest, takes a bounce, takes territory. Um, He's got the power to just push off and then no burst. No one's got it, mate. He pushes off the opposition I'm telling you, Christi- and then he does the burst. Christian Petrarca does not burst from contest no, no. like Chad Warner does. He's got Peter I'll tell, wishes, I'll tell you who wishes he had the burst that Chad Warner does. Who's that? Dustin Martin. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. And he, mate, he could go into the Dustin Martin ilk after this uh, final but, series. i got no absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. But you're right, Devils. Petrarca's got those pitter-patter feet. Yeah. Chad takes those power, big man. power strides and just moves forward really So quickly. he he's so important to Friday night. If he can cause some damage and make Melbourne worry about him, that can go a long way to us impacting the scoreboard. Well, Melbourne, Melbourne are so cocky. They're so arrogant. Uh, so arrogant, and they, man. And they, and they, of course, they rate themselves and they're, they're um, you know, the footy public and the footy mainstream media rates them really highly and pumps up the tyres of Oliver and Petrarca and Viney and these types. But we got Mills and Warner and Parker and Robottom and, and Errol and they're every bit as good. You know, look at them this year. They've, they've outperformed all the other midfields in the comp. 100%. Go on. Planners, up until Fremantle beat Melbourne, they were etching the name Melbourne into the cup for the next, at least the next two years. At least, and they were, they were talking dynasty. I cannot wait to see them go out in straight sets and still not win a premiership in Melbourne. <laughs> but I don't... the Tigers can roll them. <laughs> no, that, that'd be nice. Absolutely they can. I, I, tell, I tell you what, 
their footy the last month is not scary. Like, you have a look at that game against Brisbane. The wheels are off at Brisbane, you know? Of course they've rolled Brisbane. Like, they've been no good for six weeks. And it's like, oh, everyone's worried about Melbourne and, the you know, the power that they have and the players they have. They've beaten a team that's probably no good. They just snuck over the line against Carlton, who have been... uh you know, falling average, apart. Yeah. Average. Played their better footy in the front part of the year. Lost their last four games. Like, shit, like, we are primed to knock these bastards off. Absolutely totally. primed. I lost the dogs, you know, not long ago. They they got done by the dogs. They had, they had a good win up in Darwin when Cozzy Pickett um, got on fire. And he's one that we're going to have to put a bit of time into. But other than that, they have not had a blistering performance in the second half of the season. They got... Dumped Jeez, by the cats. Jeez, boys. I'll tell you what. It's you, you speak about putting time into Cosy Pickett, right? Yeah. There's one man who probably played one of the best games of a Ruckman you'll you'll see when we beat them, and that's Max Gorn. Yeah. He, he, it's a it's a bloody massive game for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't add anything more to that, Mads. It's uh, Gorney played one of the, the biggest, greatest ruck games against us. Um, it still wasn't enough for them to win. But if Hick can just neutralise that contest, compete in the ruck, not allow for the, the centre clearances. Like, we even saw that against the, the Saints uh, in round 23. Our centre clearance work was not good enough. Um, if we can just equalise that in there, our stoppage around the ground is good enough. Our contested ball is good enough. And I tell you what, he's dead set the best in the competition. And the the stats 100% back it up is our forward pressure and tackles inside forward 50. If we bring yep. that type of game, that that's what where the key lies for mine. Yep, for yours, Debs. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. Not just We're not just number one for pressure inside 50. We're number one for pressure all around the ground. Right, yeah. we've got a that that is our bread and butter. That's our that's our DNA. That's our, that's what we dine out on is our our ability to harass the ball carrier, and we just can't. There, there can be no disposal. This is finals footy, right? There can be no disposal that Melbourne have that isn't under pressure. We need to we need to be all guns blazing for for four quarters. It's it's as simple as that. Yeah, we were last. I mean, you talk about how Gorn had a, a breathtaking game, and he did. He kicked three goals, and he had twenty odd touches, and he had plenty of hitouts. But he was beat. I reckon he was beaten around the ground, not by Laddams, but by Reed. Reed had. Was incredible around the ball. It was incredible. Do you know, do you know what? That's in that so, you're so right. You're so right, Tom. And why I'm not so fussed about what's happening with Laddams is Reed is an absolutely fine backup. Yeah, He's ten been tackles doing so that well in the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you talk about pressure. Yeah, yeah. and the the I wouldn't say Gorney's uh, leap is his most dangerous part of his game. And Sam Sam Reed has got hops and can get over the top of him, um, and that's how he can sort of nullify his influence. But the big three boys, it, it's Max Gorn, it's Bailey Fritch, and it's Cosy Pickett. They're, they're the three, I think, you know, you, you've got to have... Because we will um, match them in the mid with Chad we will. Mills in Parks. I'm backing the boys against yeah. Petrarca, Brayshaw, and Oliver. Mm. You know, Oliver's not the most damaging player. It's going to be high, uh, high-intensity high contested footy. 
and that's fine. He can have his handballs in there um, as long as, you know, we're matching up one-on-one. Um, but, yeah, the, the dangerous ones up forward, are, you know, are definitely Fritch and, and Cozzy Pickett. So is it, it Clark probably gets one of those two. Oh, he goes to Cozzy, Cozzy yep. I think. There, there's no doubt he, he goes down there. And Fritch, you know, lines up pretty well for Rampy. And then um, Tommy McCartan has just got to take care of uh, Ben Ben Brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ram, yeah. Rampy or Fox on on Yeah. Yeah. yeah good call. Foxy. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but see, so this is the this is the benefit. Uh, you you can make a quick change if someone's if Rams is getting towed up or or whatever. You can make a quick change. Yeah, that's no problem. There's a few options there, isn't there? Yeah, right. you can. Yeah. You know, they've got Oflo and and uh, J Mac as well, who probably got uh, Bailey on on pace. Um, so if he's... Do you know what could be a big big September for Oflo. Yeah, he he's he's had the consistency in his game I think this back half of the year. It's not like everyone's turned into a role player and just doing doing their jobs. Like it, we said it last week, it's not very often, you know, there's someone having 25 30 touches for us. It's just so yeah, it's an even spread. There's an even yep. spread all across the board and these where the players like, you know, Rowie's gone to a new level. He's going to be the, a one that can make an impact in the middle, you know, tackle hard with Millsy. And uh, even, you know... There was one worry that I had in the late part of the year. It was Lloyd. But he's, he's been on fire in the last month of the year. He's really come into some form at the right time as well. I was a bit if, you've, if you've listened to the pod, you'll know that uh, there, were, there were concerns... <laughs> uh, coming from coming from yours truly about Jakey Boy, but uh, he certainly, as we've always said, Finance, Jake Jake Lloyd and Dane Rampey. If if you're not if you're not talking about them, they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. Yeah, you know. Now the, I, I reckon something that has changed in the last probably four or five weeks, Mads, is Jake Lloyd taking the kick ins and Blakey not taking as many. What what are your thoughts there? What, the, what I, I think I, I I don't think it's a matter of uh, yeah, it's it, it's definitely the the amount that Blakey has been taking has lessened, and uh, and and Jake Lloyd's taking more. I don't mind it because sometimes you need Blakey as that link up, right? Sometimes you need to be hitting Blakey so he can break lines through the middle. You know, you, um, and, and and sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you, you know what I reckon? I reckon it's a strategic play. It's it's save our best for the most important time of year. We saw in some of those uh, probably like, you know, six, seven weeks ago when we really had to win and go hard and quick, that's when Blakey was playing his best footy. Now, he's definitely taken a more defensive role. I think we're going to see it at some stage on Friday night. We're going to say, Nick Blakey, break the game Off open. Off you go. Yep. See you later. I, I genuinely think it's going to be a game where we play both that breakneck through the corridor running game and tempo footy. Yeah, I think I think you're going to see a mix of both, and um, and Blake, you'll be a big, big part of that. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge, so massive for us to start well. Like if we can get a bit of a buffer, so we have. I know you've always got the ability to slow it up and go fast, but. When you don't have that scoreboard pressure on you, it's just a lot easier to do and control rather than having to put a score on. So well, that... it just it just means you're you're more in control of it, right? Yeah. Because you don't, no one wants to chase down a lead in a final. You yeah. just don't. Yeah, it's a lot harder to do than you know what we did during the year. And that comes yep. from that comes from two areas. You know, if we can match Melbourne or beat Melbourne in the clearance and beat Oliver. Petrarca and Viney with it with our boys and 
get the ball deep into our dangerous forward six, do it that way out of the middle? Or is it from the back end where Melbourne go inside their forward, they win the clearance, they go inside our forward half. They've struggled to kick winning scores against good back lines. Yeah. They've got Ben Brown and the resting ruck down there as their tools. If you can keep Cozzy and Fritch out of the game, then you can transition from end to end with that run of McInerney, with the run of Blakey, and get them on the turnover. And when you've got Paps and uh, Wilbur running over the back, yeah. um, we're pretty hard to stop. Yeah, and it's a huge game for the back six. Like, yeah. it has. I don't think it's been the strongest part of our game, definitely the first 18 rounds of the year. But when I grew full belief in the back six was that Collingwood game. When Collingwood yep. had done it against everyone in the competition, they run and gun and just played that chaos footy going forward. No one else's back six could stand up and take the inside 50s like they did. But they did it against yep. a team where no one else could, and that's where I grew belief in the back six, and they can get it done against you know the, the dangerous forwards that they've got up there. But you know with Foxy slotting in there, Ramps, you know I think he's really lifted the last six weeks. Paddy, Tommy, all those guys. I'm backing them in to absolutely flog those forwards. On the bigger ground, they do have a bit more space than Collingwood had at the SCG. However, I, I agree. I've just pumped up both McCartan. Not boys. really, Flanners. I'll respectfully disagree. <laughs> He's talking ground size because it, it's a myth now, Flanners. But anyway, we're playing at the G. It's slightly bigger. There's like four metres in it. But anyway. A little bit of width. A <laughs> little bit of width. There is. No, no, yeah, you are You are right. There is a bit more width. But I think, you know, I, you know what I also don't mind? I think I heard it, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I heard it on one of the socials. Because you know how I said last week that Lever said Wilbur's one of the hardest um, yeah. matchups yeah. he's ever had? I wouldn't mind him playing... <clears throat> Bit of a defensive forward role on on Lever because they get they he gets a lot of intercepts. Yeah, and, and but I think the thing is with Lever requires a lot of relying on May, right? So he's yeah, gonna correct. have he's gonna have May this time. But I I, I think that's a good shout because Lever reads the ball really well, and that's gonna get Wilbur to more contests. I feel, and if he can even them up. Um, yeah, it, it's a good shout. I wouldn't mind seeing you know a bit of a bit of a defensive role on Lever, no doubt. Yeah, I think the the foot skills of Mills and Goulden are going to be absolutely vital. I was talking about the the space out wide, the little bit of extra space there yes. is out wide. The Errol and Millsy being out, being able to pinpoint and pick apart that space yeah. in the Melbourne defence because they generally set up pretty well with their, their zone in the back half. Yeah, but if you can f- use those excellent kicks to you know, pick apart that zone defense. 100%. That's going to be critical. Mate, Heaney as well. Yeah. Juzzy. Yeah, he, yeah, Jay, mate. His kicking skills are probably Lizard. underrated. You know, you got Buddy up up the ground. Yeah. He's, he's the yeah. best field kick we've probably ever seen. Um, so forget we're more, about him. We always forget about yeah. his field kicking. Like, we're, mate, we've been talking for over an hour on this pod. I mentioned him. And we have not mentioned Buddy Franklin. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> Whack yourself across the chops. That whack is, of the that week is for us. the whack of the week, boys. <laughs> Buddy Franklin, quite possibly in his last year for the club. The greatest forward in the history of the game. We haven't mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> Over 1,000 goals in this great game that we all love is built for a Friday night. Channel 7, 7.50 is Buddy Franklin time. He kicks three or four. And, and, mate, we win by five goals. The D's if he, be if, shitting themselves if about If Buddy him. Franklin performs, we win. He is, yeah. He, he's, he didn't play set. last time. He didn't play Did last not time. play. Neither did Hickey. 
We talk about those two as important Man. factors. I can't night. believe we haven't mentioned Buddy <laughs> there. What a joke. No, but this is no but no, but it's pretty I understand why. Because the rest of our team is buddy phenomenal. <laughs> like it's not like we're a one man team, you know. Yeah. Um we can and we've shown we can we can do it without Buddy performing, but you're correct. This is tailor made for him. He could tell that Teeny and Buddy um, could could absolutely match winners for this game. Match winners. We, we you have to remember though, the thing about finals is it's traditionally low scoring. It's tighter, more contested footy. We need to take opportunities. There can be no missing sitters. There can be no silly mistakes in the forward line. When there's an opportunity, we've got to be efficient going forward. Yeah, 100%. Um, Now, we'll bring up the name of Ryan Clark. Now, round 23 did not play a role and probably not as effective as we've seen him, and especially on after he had taken a scalp of Jack Sinclair during the year. Did not really go to him, um, was not effective. D- does Salem play on the weekend? Looks like he, he didn't be, play. He, he may get up for it, but he'll yeah. be coming in a little bit rusty and S- underdone. Salem is their distributor off halfback. He's got a really nice left foot. He plays. Ryan Clark goes goes to him. For mine. For, for yours, Tommy. For yours, Flash. Clark on Cozzy is probably a non-negotiable. I reckon. I reckon you have to yeah. send him to Cozzy because Cozzy's the big threat. Yeah. If he gets, if he's able to get a bit of space, yeah, hundred percent. But even like Foxy could, could go it not there, be man. A fox? Yeah. Could it not be a fox? I know I what you're saying. Like... One of them's got to go to. Someone's got to go to Fritch, and someone's got to go to Cozzy. Yeah. Yeah, but I know where the nullifying role has been so good. It like has. I, I understand. Like, um, they're that type of player, but he, Salem is the distributor. That's what we stop. Yeah. And that's, that's what's what, been that's effective. What, that's, what, that's what Clark stops, and yeah. that's kind of his specialty. You know, yeah. he's shown he's shown that he can do that um, at an elite level this year. I just don't know if Clark is potentially agile enough to go with Cozzy. Yeah, I just a, yeah. I just don't know. It's a huge decision. You got to have pace. It's like, it's it's critical where we place him, where Horse places him is going to be. That's the critical mat- to how the game's played. That's the so. matchup you're going to be looking for at the first bounce, Tommy. Yep. Who's Clark on? Hundred percent. Even you know, Jaden Hunt's in the side. Yep. Could go to him. Uh, you know, Brayshaw's been playing a bit more of a defensive half mid. Yep. Um, he could go back to half back. They're the players, boys. And geez, I, I'm just I'm confident in our ability. We'll say it once and we'll say it again, Mads. Tommy. <laughs> our best. Our best is the best in the competition. Better and, than anyone. And I thoroughly believe in it. Like I'm not bullshitting. I I'm not feeding crap to the faithful that is a fact there, there was a, a stat some stat sheets that went out um from afl7 i think um and our consistency again in the four main areas equals the number one position in the competition and that's how we see see it here at true bloods and i i just i've got so much confidence in our ability here's a stat heaney warner papley and franklin are all in the top 20 in the comp for average score involvement this year there's yep. no other club that's the stat that has four players in that top 20 yeah so many different avenues wow. to get into goal tommy flanagan take a bow son you geez you've been good tonight you've been <laughs> it's good to be back boys. it's been really good mads it's uh disappointing um that, that you're not in the studio I wish with I was me, but... there. yeah i'm missing greatness <laughs> um no, I I wholeheartedly agree, Deeps. We our best is better than anyone in the comp. 
Uh, I don't have the respect that a lot of other people have for Melbourne, and that may be to my detriment. And I, you know, they suck. (laughs) 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 But here's the let's take a realistic point of view as well. If we lose, it's 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 okay. We've done the work to get the to get the double chance. Yeah, you know. Uh, it's it's not all hope is lost. I mean, we're we're pumping this up, and I ho- have wholehearted belief that we will win this game. Yeah. But if we don't, I have I also have the same level of belief that we can keep moving forward. Well, if we have to go around the long way, we've we've beaten Melbourne this year. If we have yeah. to go around the long way, we've beaten Geelong and Collingwood this year. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And Richmond. And Richmond. If we hundred percent. Now, few things to touch on. I'll get a prediction from you, Madison Clark. I reckon a. 16-point victory. Yeah, that would be real nice. That's more than enough for me. More than enough. Yours? Uh, four goals. Comfortable. We're better. Wow. Tommy? Yeah, 20 points. I sit in the middle. Yeah, yeah. love it. Jeez, oh, that would be good. It's out in the world there now. It's, you know, it's in the universe, boys. It's, it's time to put that little bit of manifestation. We had our practice against the Bulldogs earlier in the year. It's time to put it out there, faithful. We can stretch that. Def- yeah, May and Lever <laughs> and Petty. Gee, they, they talk about how good those blokes are. we got Bud and Reedy and Logan. They'll stretch those blokes. And then you've got Wilbur and Paps and Heaney. Isaac on the deck. Like- <laughs> oh, man. Boys, boys, I was at, I was at Entrecote on Saturday night. Oh, right? oh yeah. Melbourne Heartland. And it, it, it just showed. Like, I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, that's, that's not it. That's not a good team, is that, it? That's not, that's a, good not a good team. That is that's not a good culture. That's ben Brown and a, Ben Brown and a ruckman leading their <laughs> forward. Like, come on! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, very good, very good. Um, we're confident we can get it done. Now, Mads, we do have a table booked at Union House in Richmond. I will just get the address um, for the faithful. Give me two now, seconds. While you're doing that, I'll shout out Matty Donnelly, who has uh, who has teed that up for us, which is great. So we want as many of the faithful down there as possible because how nice would it be to just stroll down with sort of 30 of the faithful uh, down Swan Street, through uh, Yarra Park into the MCG, that'd just be a, a cracking start to the evening. And if you're going to arrive early, you could pop into the Swan Street Liquor Land for a pre-drink if you, if you can. <laughs> and just get in there on the click and collect, and the five dollars off if you're going to spend more than fifty bucks, Flanners. But now, now, Flanners, will you be at the Union House Hotel? Yeah, I'll be there. Yep. I'll be there. So we're going to put on a few beers for the faithful. Going to put a few hundred over the bar. So first in, first dressed, 270 Swan Street, Richmond. It's on the corner there. So um, get down, faithful. Corner church and Swan, yeah. Yeah, no, just up from the corner. That's that's yep. the, that's the good sw- joint. Yeah, it's really good. Really good joint. It is really nice. Um, put on a few beers. Uh, How probably thirtieth there. Probably six till seven, just after seven. I think we'll be there for just over an hour, um, and then we'll make our way down to the G um, with all the faithful. I'm sure we'll get a few down there, boys. Flanners cannot sit still in the studio here, Mads, and... Uh, Oh, geez, I'm excited, boys. I, I he's, just he's not he's not been able to sit still at the best of times. So I can't, <laughs> can't imagine what he's like now. But boys, it's a it's a dead set massive clash. The destiny is in our own hands. Our best is the best in the competition. But this has been True Bloods, the number one 
Independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Number one on the charts. Number one in the hearts, Madge. You know the words. Speaking words of wisdom. Up, up the potty. Up the swannies. Up the swannies. Let's swannies. go. Come on.